It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, October 13th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is pretty happy with a season-opening win for the Flyers, Russ. Yeah, I mean, it was mostly good. Yeah, we are going to get into this game, whether the players under pressure performed well, plus preview the weekend matchup against Ottawa, all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks again for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here, as always, with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. And as a show, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, at Locked On Flyers as well. You can subscribe or follow us for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, subscribe so you'll get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Russ, heading into this game, there were no surprises on the lineup. It's, you know, pretty much as advertised. Yeah, surprise uh, me. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ristolainen was still hurt, so he's still on the injured list. Uh, Tyson Forster, Emil Andre sat for this one. Uh, Bobby Brink has a new number. Uh, happened a couple of days ago, but, you know, first chance to see it in action. Yep. Uh, number 10. All, all these, like Morgan Frost is the lone wolf standing with the number in the 40s <laughs> from that crew. I thought it was telling that Tortorella started the fourth line. For this game I thought it was kind of just trying to set the tone early right well I mean it's his favorite line it's gonna be his favorite line like yeah. this is, that's fine I mean you know for if it makes him feel good then let him do it is it gonna work against all teams I don't know if it's gonna but you know for this game it was fine yeah I think so too um you know honestly especially because Paling is pretty solid at face-offs I, yeah, I think yes you know it's it's not a horrible thing to put them out there. No, uh, no but you got to get offensive production at some point. That's all. Sure. I, th I think that's fair. Um, I do want to address the Ivan Provorov pregame comments uh, saying that, you know, his game got worse in Philadelphia because of the style of play. Um, I think that there's maybe a little truth to it, but I think there's also some truth that, Ivan Provov's individual game struggled and there were points with multiple coaches where he just said I don't care I'm doing my own thing and still wasn't successful entirely right I do think there was truth on both sides mm -hmm. at this point you know I think everybody's over it but I do think there was truth well, on he both isn't and I think no, that's the point yeah I mean but there's truth on both sides so it's like yeah I you know whatever I I look at it and I say I do think he took a few shots at Torts uh, because he felt like Torts wanted him out of there and traded him. And, and that's fine. You know, he wanted to get his revenge. He got it. Whatever. Uh, I did think it was fitting that Cam Atkinson scored the game winning goal uh, skating by Ivan Provorov. Yeah, that was good. He showed a nice speed burst there. That was yeah. um, that was impressive. That was a good play. 
Yeah, I think so, too. Um, it was more an impressive play, I think, from Carter Hart uh, wrapping it around mm -hmm. the net. And um, it's a good opportunity to talk about Carter Hart's game, which was, I think, you know, like many Carter Hart games, starts out a little wobbly. Um, was giving up some rebounds, I thought, early mm -hmm. in the game, but yeah, then early really on. early on, but the but really settled into it and was a huge factor in the Flyers winning this game ultimately. Yeah, I don't think they win it without him because I think um, as the game went on, because the Flyers did a good job early on, but as the game went on, I did feel like there were times, not all the time, because the Flyers did. Um, Hem them in, in as well, but I did feel like the Blue Jackets had some really prime scoring chances that he took away, and and so based on that, I was like, yeah, you know, Hart, I did think was the the major factor. Yeah, I was so bummed out about that line a goal at the end because I really think that was more a fault of the Flyers kind of turtling, yeah, uh, when they were kind of under attack there uh, but I, I do think that overall Carter Hart played very well in this game I was very happy to see him get the assist on that empty net goal as well mm -hmm. he should have um, but I, I think overall just a real solid performance in net very happy to see it I think the Flyers overall um, there was sloppiness like a lot of sloppiness on both sides of this sure. game Oh yeah, And I think that it was very indicative to me of a first game of the season where not everything is together and yeah. not everything is clicking, right? Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, I would say on both sides, the defenses were at times really porous. Uh, turnovers, I mean, the Flyers uh, had a lot turnovers of turnovers. Turnovers, a plenty on both a sides. A lot of turnovers. So, you know, that's something where, you know, the coach is going to want them to clean it up. It's also a function of not everybody playing together because of preseason. So you have to just kind of know that. Yeah, I think that was a huge factor uh, in this game. And, you yeah. know, for a while to me, until I would say maybe mid third period, I was like, whoever makes the last mistake in this game is going to lose. Right. Right. And then it seemed that way. Yeah, but that really I did good. feel like the Flyers really played like as smartly as they could in an aggressive way right I, I felt like if you looked at the chances they were trying to take they were certainly trying to make plays happen um again the turnovers were there too but they were just trying to make things happen pretty consistently and I think it got increased as the game went on and I felt like the the penalty kill really did its job overall yeah the penalty kill did its job um not all plays were smart. We'll get into it in the next segment. But right. penalty kill definitely did its job. That's You could see there's an improvement there. Yeah, and I believe they got more shots on goal on the penalty kill than the shots they allowed. Now, not the six on five, if we're just talking pure right. uh, you know, power play penalty yeah, kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the numbers turned out that way, which is which is pretty solid for game one. Oh, of yeah. the season and I really like again pulling Travis Konechny in on the penalty kill I think smart. that it's really smart and of course having Cam Atkinson back out there uh, really helps as well because he's really good at that power kill method which of, yeah. of course was developed in Columbus while he yeah. was there so yeah. 
Um, I think that it, just having those two guys out there was was really good to see. But yeah, I, I do think like there were definitely some some key mistakes that could have gone south. But again, I, I think the Flyers got lucky and the Flyers had Carter Hart. Yeah, I think Carter Hart more than luck. I think because um, like I said, he stopped a lot of point blank stuff. He there were times the deep the guys just walked in on him like there was no defense at all. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, you know, there were definitely some nervous giveaways from some of the younger guys. Bobby mm-hmm. Brink did. Now he managed to get back and stop the play, which I thought was pretty good and pretty heads up. Uh, Zamula had a pretty bad giveaway mm-hmm. net front in, in this one, uh, but I think you know overall they did okay. Yeah, I I think Brink really has to figure out how to be a, more of a force offensively still. He really wasn't. I mean, he there was one little chance on the side, but he was losing some puck battles in the corner. That's why I wouldn't have him on the top line. I just think you're not going to get to see the best of Bobby Brink on the top line because when you face other teams' top lines, he's getting pinned in the corner sometimes. I mean, he, he's trying his best. Don't get me wrong. It's just it, it's a bad matchup. I just didn't like the matchup. Right. And that's where I think he's benefiting on the top power play unit because he's with those guys and there's yeah. more space for him to work. Whereas mm-hmm. just five on five, maybe he needs to move down the lineup a little yeah. bit for the better matchups. I think that's where the difference was for me because it was very apparent that he was getting better chances and making better plays while he was on that power play. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I think that's fair. Uh, I, I think there's a. Uh, you know, some more good nuggets to take away from this game. And uh, we talked yesterday about some players who were under pressure this season. And we're going to talk about how they did in this first game of the season coming up next. The NHL season's finally here. As we talked about, the Flyers begin tonight. I love the NHL and know you do too. That's why I want to tell you about Sleeper the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. Sleeper is my go-to platform for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you have a chance to win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. The NHL has never been more exciting than it is now with star players like McDavid, Ovechkin, Crosby, Connor Bedard, and Kale McCarr, or Flyers players like Sean Couturier and Travis Konechny. Simply select more or less based on their stats, such as goals, assists, points, saves, and more. Yes, you heard me, Flyers fans. Sleeper offers 100 times payouts, so start paying attention, make the right picks, and you can win big. Use the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. You'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms for use for details. On the show next week, we'll have a lot of game action to talk about. We'll recap the Sens game from this weekend plus they've got their home opener against the canucks who just beat the oilers eight to one that game was absolutely bonkers yeah it was Uh, got to got to see a good part of that so excited to uh, see both of those teams next week and we will talk about it then yesterday like i said we talked about some guys who were kind of under the most pressure this year on the team. And um, I got to say, man, Joel Farabee was at the top of both of our lists and who scores the first Flyers goal of the season, but Joel Farabee. 
Yeah, it was a nice play. Um, good 2-1-0. Couturier did his job, although it took him a little while to get in the picture. You could see the speed difference there um, between Farabee and Couturier right now. It's pretty pronounced. Right. And so, but still, nice play, nice goal. That's what you do want to see out of Farabee. So that was nice to see. I was like, okay, maybe we'll see a different Joel Farabee this year. Yeah, and I thought he, again you know, like I suggested, his time on the power play is where he really has to step it up more because he's going to get more chances. And I thought he did pretty well. I I think that, you know, overall that power play unit was a little struggly, but I do think that uh, he particularly played well there. And I think that um, it was a good first outing for Joel Farabee and he just needs to keep it up as the season progresses. Yeah, no doubt. And yeah, good first start. I think he can build on that and build off that. And that's good. Yeah. Now, Owen Tippett was on our list as well. And, you know, I thought he didn't really stand out a ton. One play. In he had one game. good play. Yeah. I, I think now it could be maybe a product of the matchups and the line he was on. But also, I think that there was a couple of times where maybe. Um, there was just, again, some of that discombobulation of game one and, and the jittery thing of game one where just passes weren't quite connecting and pucks were getting stolen and maybe there were some missed opportunities there. But he certainly did not stand out to me. No, I think there's some of that. I also think there's more guys now uh, than there were last year to possibly score. So he's going to get less touches. He's going to get less opportunity. He's not getting 21 minutes a game anymore like those few games that we talked about because there's other options. So he has to make the most of his chances now. And we talked about that a few shows ago, and I do think that was evident tonight. Yeah, that is 100% true. And, you know, the the touches were a lot more divided. I think that's that's absolutely fair. Uh, Somebody else near the top of our list was Travis Sanheim. And, you know, I think that he really is stepping up as a leader on this team. I felt like he was, you know, talking to officials. He was just really, I, you know, trying to talk to the other guys to like talk about the upcoming play. Um, you know, as much as you could see on TV, I just felt like he was doing those things that more veteran guys do. He was. I still don't think he was a force at all offensively. And the one penalty wasn't good, but like overall no. it was a decent game. But look, I think it's nice that he gained 15 pounds of muscle, but I don't know if that's going to help his offense. I don't know if that's necessarily what he needed either. Like it's, there's a thing here in this league. It's like, yes, there's a point where players need to get stronger. And usually that point is within their first few seasons. Uh, Brayden Coburn was never like a 225-pound guy. No. You know what I mean? And he got yeah. the job done, and I feel like he has a similar build to what Sandheim used to. So I'm not sure, you know, becoming Superman is going to help his game. That's something where I look at that and I say, yeah, I don't know if that's a benefit. We'll see. Yeah, he had uh, five chances in this game with two shots on goal, led the team in minutes, as you would expect he would, honestly. No, the minutes, definitely. I mean, he's got to suck up those minutes. That yeah, do. he's Yeah, so he was, you know, 23 and a half minutes thereabouts in this game, and, and that checks out for the guy who is, like, by default, your number one defenseman, right? Yeah. He just needs to 
bury those chances, get some of those points. That's what he needs to do. I think so. Uh, I also want to talk about Cam York uh, defensively. I thought he had a real solid game. York was mostly solid. I think there was a bad play late in the game that could have cost him, but I think he was mostly solid. I, I did like him on uh, late on the penalty kill. I think he was out there uh, and, and made a good play. Yeah. I mean, again, I would like to see some little offense out of him, but his defensive game was very good. I think so too. And I think, you know, he really did what you're supposed to do uh, in a situation like this is kept it simple. Yes. Like he just wasn't trying to go outside too outside the bounds of what he knew he could do. Um, I thought he, he played it safe, but in, in a good way. And yeah. I think that was smart of him. And, uh, and like you said, it, it was, you know, not the best game you're ever going to see from him, but it was real good. And aside from that one mistake, I think, you know, you come away feeling pretty happy with your performance in this. Yeah. One. Yeah. No, I, he was fine. I had no issues with him. Uh, also want to talk about Morgan Frost, who I think, uh, I, I think the matchups were not exactly in his favor mm -hmm. out there. I think that he struggled a little bit just simply because of that. Um, but again, I don't think he made major mistakes either. I think, you know, he, he played a solid game and, but just didn't really have a chance to break out as much as maybe he would have. Yeah, I think he was a victim of trying to be a little unselfish and make some plays happen and mm -hmm. it didn't happen. So, okay. You know, I could live with it. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, also want to talk about Noah Cates because I, God, what a blessing yeah. he is. Just, on the penalty kill, especially. Yeah. Yeah. Penalty kill, especially on that one penalty kill where he had three plays that he made uh, to keep the, the puck out of the flyer zone and just like intercepting pucks. So, just his anticipation on the penalty Smart kill. Smart hockey player, yeah. I know. Just such a, gr a gorgeous thing to watch. And yeah. um, I think that, it, you know, considering that he really didn't get a as much of an offensive push as maybe he would have liked in this game, he still was just such a huge factor in the win. Yeah, I think, again, if all these guys stay in the lineup, he's going to get fewer touches too. It's just the way it is. So I'm not looking for offense like a lot of people are. I'm looking for his good defense, good skating, making smart plays. I think um, that's the main thing for him. Yeah, I think so, too. So those were our pressure guys. I do want to talk a little bit about Travis Konechny mm -hmm. uh, because I thought uh, his goal was great. It was. And it was good to see. Good to see, man, that was like 0. 0.2 seconds left to get that extra empty netter at the end uh, was still a good play um, and important yeah. to follow through on those sorts of, of plays. And I love that we saw a little glimpse of the Lawton Konechny connection that yeah. we talked about recently that, you know, when it's working really well, they can make some absolutely gorgeous plays. Yeah. The only thing is though, and I thought it was a bad time in the game for him to just sort of, single out Gabranson because if you're taking Gabranson off the ice and connecting's going off the ice, Columbus wins that. And yeah. I just felt like that was a bad time for him to do it. I'm not against him doing that stuff, but I, I thought it was poor timing on that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I also uh, think we should just mention real quickly about the Wierenski injury. Yeah. Um, really unfortunate, but 
and it was unnecessary. I mean, it really was. He, yeah. There was no way Hathaway needed to do that hit. The puck was long gone. He didn't even try and slow up. It was unnecessary. So that's why the penalty was correct. Yeah, I think the penalty was correct as well. I think it was a minor penalty because I don't think it was particularly reckless. It was just poorly timed and a bad choice. Well, I mean, he did lift his knee. I mean, it wasn't great. Yeah, I still think it was a minor penalty. I still think that was the correct call that they wound up with in the end. But, yep, Flyers start off with a 4-2 victory to start the season. Uh, They turn around to go to Ottawa to face the Senators on Saturday, and we will talk about that coming up next. All right, so the Ottawa Senators, uh, they lost their season opener to the Carolina Hurricanes 5-3. to three. Um, Their goals that they had in that one were from Tim Stutzla, Matthew Joseph, and Parker Kelly. Uh, they struggled on the power play, were oh, 0-4. Yeah. Um, they were 5-6 for six on the PK, so clearly they took a lot of penalties in that one. Um, man, Tim Stutzla is not good at faceoffs, by the way. No, like he is entirely responsible for them being under 50%. Like everybody else who took faceoffs, you have Kachuk and you have Giroux who are yeah. killing it, and then Tim Stutzla just cannot win a faceoff to save his life. It's not gonna kill him because they have the other two, but it's not great, right? No, it's not great. So, you know, you want to like get be smart about those matchups and do what yeah. you can when you're facing Tim Stutzla as the, the center there. Well, they're the having about... trouble. They're, I mean, Pinto yeah. should be there. He's not there. They're only carrying 20 guys. Like right now that team is in disarray. Yeah. And, and that's a real factor here because they are in serious salary cap hell, which is why they only have 20 rostered players, right? now they had to play down a man uh, 17 skaters in that opener due to that cap situation so they went with 11 forward and 6d in that game they only have sixty two thousand dollars in cap space um and five million of their cap is dead cap right now and you mentioned shane pinto yeah he's not signed because they don't have room for him under the cap it's not a cap they they should have before they got Tarasenko, they should have made sure they had Pinto sign and paid Tarasenko with the difference. They did it the opposite, and it's hurt them, and it's going to continue to hurt until they figure out a deal or a way or something. But this is something the Flyers could take advantage of because they're literally playing short. Yeah, and the Suns have been trying to trade Matthew Joseph uh, for a while now to clear three million. Yeah, I know the the irony of it all. Um, He's a decent <laughs> player. So His salary's too high. Right, he's he's getting paid about three million, and that's the the cap space they need for Shane Pinto, and they're willing to part with him. The problem is, is that like the return has offers have not been good enough, no. and so they haven't made the deal. Um, the Flyers were rumored to be in on it for yeah. a while. Uh, right now, I think the Islanders were the last team rumored yeah. to maybe be. This is a Long Island guy, Pinto, so. Yeah, so that's that's like a whole thing in and of itself. Um, a lot of drama. Not sure. Yeah, a lot of drama in Ottawa right now. Uh, plus, Josh Norris is out due right. to a shoulder injury. Um, they might have to have an emergency recall to cover his face in the lineup. Again, mismanagement. Really mismanagement. It's bad. 
I mean, the new owner can't be happy. Like he just takes over and all of this is just hitting the fan. Yeah, it's real bad. Um, Our old pal, Zach McEwen is also hurt. He's day to day. So um, not sure if we'll see either Norris or McEwen. I would say chances are low. I, mean, I would say Norris, no. McEwen, I'm not sure. I just don't know. But uh, we'll see Claude Giroux. Yeah, we will. Um, of course, that, um, you know, we do see Claude Giroux there. And their two biggest potent weapons we're going to face are Kachuk and Drake Batherson, who are both excellent, excellent yeah. players uh, in this one. Of course, uh, neither one of them scored in that opening game. So they're going to be really itching to get on the board. For oh, this yeah. One. Yeah, this is one where. Again, if you want to start the fourth line, fine, because they're down a man or whatever. Mm -hmm. But if you match that fourth line up against Kachuk, be prepared because he doesn't care about mixing it up, but he's going to skate past you. And that was one thing uh, Delorier just, you know, he didn't look fleet of foot tonight. We have to be honest about that. He he got, there were guys that skated past him. Um, yeah. And that's something where if you play the wrong team going with that line, it could be a detriment too. Right. And, you know, they have uh, Ridley Gregg out there as their yeah. 2C, which I think is a little high for Gregg. It's Greg. a little high for right now. He's a talent. Yeah. But it's a little high right now. Right. And but still, like having guys like that out there um, with Kachuk on a different line with. But Greg is out there with Drake Batherson and Matthew Joseph right now. At least that's what their that line was in yeah. their first game. Like you can't put like the Delorier line out there up no. against that. Like, I mean, Paling has the speed, but like you can't have just one guy with the speed in order to combat that. So I think it's the matchups are going to be a, a huge factor. Yeah. And you won't have game. a last change. So they do have to be a little careful. They didn't in this game either, but in this game, I wasn't as worried about it with the Ottawa one. They're definitely better skaters. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, Corpusalo started the first game for Ottawa. I'll probably see him again, I would say. Yeah, I say. think we'll see him. And, and he's okay. He's not a great goalie, so the Flyers will have the edge in net. Corpusalo is like NHL average. That's what I think he is. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, th they made a big splash getting Chikrin. Uh, but I don't know that he's had like as huge an impact as maybe they would have liked. Yeah. Again, I, that's what I was worried about. If like the flyers or other teams going for Chikrin, like the offense isn't as great as you think it's going to be. He's really steady. He's physical. You have to worry about him getting hurt, but the offense is, is good, but they were using like all of these small window situations to kind of gauge his offense and I don't think, you know, his offense is what it's cracked up or what it was hyped up to be. Yeah. And that's where I think the Flyers are going to have to be really smart, right? Because the the Ottawa defense is fine, but it, it's nothing to write home about either. And I think the Flyers... It's mobile, though, like with Shabbat and that. These guys could skate. Right. And so it's super mobile. That's the one thing. Right. And that's where I'm saying, like, they're going to have to get by these guys, but they're going to have play yeah. opportunities if they can. Yes. And so that's why the matchups are going to have to be, again, really important here to be able to to get the Flyers offensive opportunities in this one. Yeah, I agree with that. 
All right. Well, we'll see how this one goes. And we will talk about it on the Monday show, of course, as well as have our new nemesis of the week. I love in-season nemeses of the week. They get to be a lot more more directed and a lot more fun. Yeah, a lot more to choose from. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. We'll have a mailbag segment next week. So send in your questions via the app formerly known as Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail or comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great weekend, everyone.